The Benevolent Rambilicus Little Johnny Nelson, attired in a suit which, if it outlasts the wear of years, will fit him to the age of twelve, stood gazing across the river into the misty, many-tinted depths of the woodlands, already turning red and brown under the first subtle touch of advancing autumn. Over the river is always the land of the unknown, and to Johnny its calm and cool shades seemed to invite coaxingly. Yet he held aloof. I inquired into the cause of his aloofness, or aloofishness, whichever it is, and he told me that the children had informed him there were things over there that caught little boys. Now, it is a shame to terrify timid boys like Johnny, although, thank heaven, such boys are rare, so I took him aside and unfolded to him a great mystery. I introduced him to the Rambilicus, describing this beautiful basket-coated animal with great minuteness, and drew a faithful likeness of him so that if Johnny was to meet one in the woods, he would recognize it at once and not be terrified. The Rambilicus, I said, is a creature who devotes his entire life to tramping around the woods in search of good children who mind their parents, go to bed early, never cry or call each other names, and are kind to all animals in nature. He has a sweet, open countenance and a merry twinkle in his eye, and is the source of more delights than any other animal of which I know. He is something like a hippopotamus in shape, but has a hide ornamented with a basket-work pattern. He is hollow inside, and simply loaded with good things, his cargo varying with the season, of course. In summer, ice cream, cakes, pies, pretzels, fruit, soda, lemonade, pickles, doughnuts, and other dainties. In winter, candies of every sort, hot waffles, hot dogs, french fries, and numerous other yummy treats constitute his internal makeup, and his whole delight is to give up these things to nice children with clean faces and a great big heart. All you have to do first is find the Rambilicus in the deepest woods, walk up to him quite fearlessly, and as he smiles and shows his huge white teeth, just take a cake, a doughnut, a pickle, or anything you want, and say thank you to him. He trembles with sheer delight when a good girl or boy says thank you, and if you make a nice long speech of gratitude, he is so tickled that he just wriggles with glee and squirts soda water, cider, lemonade, and so on, out from every side of his body. If you decide, my dear, to make such a speech, I advise you to stand right in the smack-dab front of him. A more lovable animal does not exist, nor, may I say, a more useful one. What a pity he refuses to come to the city and stay with us all the time instead of tramping around in the woods, where I am sure there are not nearly so many good children. Perhaps, however, he could not exist in the city. I am sure he could not find the food he eats in our streets, for it is rare even in the woods nowadays. His principal diet 
is the sugar-coated Ornswizzle, a kind of snail that is a regular bonbon on the outside. The benevolent banana-toed Rambilicus licks the sugar off the Ornswizzle, but does not eat the animal themselves. Every day the Ornswizzle recoats himself with powdered sugar, but it is not known where he procures it. I suspect he gets honey from the flowers, and it crystallizes upon his back, just as it will in a jar, if you do not hurry up and eat it quickly. The Rambilicus bakes all his own pies, doughnuts, and so on, by animal heat in a curious oven in the centrifugal portion of his peritoneum, or diaplasticum, you understand, and thus they are always fresh, and a banana toe comes out from a hole in his pretty feet as fast as you remove one.